Welcome. You're listening to Sanseet, where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine to become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. On today's show, our guest is Francesca Brown. She is an angel therapist and she's written two books all about her story and angels, which we'll talk about in today's interview. Hello and welcome to the show, Francesca. How are you doing today? I'm glad, Erin. Nice to link up with you. Tell us what life was like before you met the angels. Well, life was ordinary like everybody else, married with uh, two young children, busy rearing my family, a very sporty woman, a very healthy woman. That's what life was like. I was happy and contented. You know, had ups and downs like everybody else, had all your worries like everybody else about money and different things. But life is generally very good. When did this illness pop up in your life? Uh, prior to the year 2000, as I said, I was a very healthy woman, I was a sporty woman. And one thing I love to do, I love to power walk. And it was during those power walking that one day I found I was struggling with it. And what was really happening was all the muscles in my body were paining me. And I found that I couldn't finish my walk the way I used to. But like you do, I went off to my GP and I told him all about my symptoms. And he told me that all the muscles in my body were swollen. And if I learned to rest for two weeks, everything should return back to normal. But in two weeks, nothing was going back to normal. My symptoms were progressing, and actually, fact, my life was stopping in front of me, and there's nothing I could do about it. When you went to get further information, what, what was the diagnostics of this illness? They sent me to Blanchardstown Hospital after months of back and forth with the hospital. Eventually, I was diagnosed with MA, or fibromyalgia, as people call it today. And at one time, I think MA was known as a yuppie flu that it was part of our imagination that it was stress or we were making it all up. And when the doctor told me I had ME, I asked him was there anything I could do about it. And he actually he actually wasn't very positive around me. Not that he was being bad or anything. I don't think he really understood ME himself. And he told me that I just had to learn to listen to my body. And I remember saying to him, how long will this last for? And he said, it could last for seven years. I really don't know. So he actually didn't give me any hope. He didn't give me any light at the end of the tunnel at all. So I just went home knowing I had this illness. And as I said, because I had this illness, I was confined to bed for a lot. A lot of time I was confined to bed. When I was in bed, it was during this time when an angel appeared to me in my bedroom. How did it feel being diagnosed with that and uh, at that time? Well, I didn't feel very positive about it. There was as I said, my life stopped in front of me. I was a very sporty woman. That all went by the wayside. I used to love to read. My concentration became poor. I could literally do nothing. And I suppose all I could do was just go with it and hopefully that sometimes you had good days, sometimes you had very bad days. And I just had to listen to my body and not push it the way I used to push it before. But as I said, everything stopped. My power walking, everything just stopped. It must have been hard over the 13 years of life just stopping and starting. Yeah, it was very hard. But when this angel introduced herself to me in my bedroom, she was the light at the end of my tunnel. 
she, to me, she was the miracle that was coming into my life to help me to heal and to find my way back to me. Before this angel came, were you skeptic of angels and energy and all that kind of stuff? Well, I would have believed in angels, but the only belief I would have had would be what I'd learned in school through my Catholic education in it. I never believed that ordinary people could communicate with angels. I thought the only people that communicate with angels would be nuns and priests. I didn't know anything about energy. I knew nothing about alternative methods of healing. I knew nothing at all. This was completely new to me altogether. Tell us about the interaction with angels for the first time. Well, when, when she came, it's like a lovely blue mist formed in my room. And now stood this angel. She manifested herself to me. And she said to me, please don't be frightened. And I remember thinking in my mind, well, you don't look like an angel. Because I always thought angels had wings because that's what I saw in the religious textbook as a child in school. And she was aware of my thoughts and told me, she, as she does have wings, but she told me she had come to help me to get better, that she was going to take me on a journey. And that one day I would tell people that we do not walk, that angels walk among us. She said, you are not the only one. There will be many more people that will come to do this journey as well. And she was gone. But the next day she came back, and this time she came back with her wings, and she said, now do I look like an angel? And I remember thinking, yes, you do. As she came closer to my bed, she started to talk to me about the chakra system that was in the physical body. She actually called them wheels of energy. Now, I have never heard of a chakra system in my life, and she was aware of that. But she told me in time I would come to learn about them, and if I learned to heal them, it would actually help me to get better. And she, she, got, she began to explain them to me, and as she explained them to me, she spread out one of her wings, and she touched the top of my head, and she ran it down all the center points that she had just spoken about, and the most amazing energy filled my body. Now, I felt at that time I was going to run a marathon, because that's the energy I experienced, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. She was allowing me to experience the healing energy that she was going to work with me to help me to get better so I could get my life back. Every time the angel came to you, was that your glimmer of hope? Yeah, every time she came, I looked forward to her coming because she was always so positive with me. She began to explain to me that my immune system in my body had broken down and she actually guided me to different foods to eat. Now the foods that she guided me to eat were kiwi, honey, raisins and curds, four foods, but I didn't like those foods and she was aware of that. But she told me if I start to take these foods, that it would begin to build my immune system and it would help me to get better. So I instructed my husband to get those foods. He looked at me very strangely, okay, because he knew I didn't like them. But I, when he looked at me strangely, I said, just trust me, because I never told my husband what was going on in my bedroom at that time, because I was afraid that he would think I was going mad or the men in white coats would come and get me. So he got me those foods and I began to take them and she came every day, she started to talk to me about the power of my talk. She told me that, you know, I talk to create her experience. She just came and healed me, I listened to her. She was absolutely the most positive person that I had ever met in my life that was showing me that life at the end of the time. How long did it take you to heal over these uh, meetings with the angel? It took me a few months because she made me walk again. And I remember one time when she came in to me and she said, we're going to start walking again because my walking was difficult. I remember arguing with her 
And I said to her, I don't think I'm ready to walk. But she doesn't, she doesn't take no for an answer. And I remember looking out the window because I was arguing with her saying it's snowing and raining and cold out there. But she said to me, you've got a hat and coat and gloves, stick them on you and they'll keep you warm. And she told me with the aid of my husband, I was to go from my hall door to my garden gate and I was to say an affirmation, I have no pain, I have no pain. And I followed her instructions because I knew she was there to help me until eventually I was back healthy, back power walking. She made me feel strong, she made me feel courageous, she made me feel that, that our body has the power to heal and it's all about listening to the body, going working with the body, not working against it, working with and she shared all her knowledge of healing with me to help me to get better. After the months of healing and working with this angel, where did your story go after that? Well, I, I remember when I started to heal her, if this is the answer I can give you, I remember saying to her, you know, what happened to me? Because actually she took me on a journey. She took me to a mountain in Johnny Ball called Muckish. Right, and um, before she took me to the mountain, she told me one day when she appeared to me that I would get a surprise invitation to a wedding and she would meet me on top of a mountain. And I remember out of the blue, I got a surprise invitation to a wedding in Donegal and myself and my husband went off to the wedding in Donegal. I remember the first night in the hotel and my husband's not shy of talking to people and he happened to ask the barman was there any mountains around here now Donegal is full of mountains, full of them and the barman happened to say muckish and when he said it, it like hit me like a ton of bricks and I remember saying to my husband that's the mountain we have to go to tomorrow and the next day we set off early and we had no directions on how we were going to find this mountain or where the road led to it but her light was in the car with me and she said just listened to my voice and she guided us all the way to the mountain. I climbed the mountain on my own. She was standing waiting for me. And she said to me, there's something I want you to give me while you're here. I need for you to give me your name. Because she said, as I travel with her, I will be called Francesca Brown. And I remember saying to her, is that somebody I know? She said, no, you've always been Francesca Brown. And when she said again, it felt like pulling on an old glove that fitted perfectly. And I said to her, what happened to me? Why are you taking me on this journey? And she said to me, when you were sick, she said, your soul cried home, cried to go home to God. She said, God came and revived your soul. She said, no one mourned your loss. She said, and she had a great sense of humor, my angel, nobody even kept an insurance policy on you. But she said, now your soul, now you know who you really are. Your soul is Francesca Brown, and this is where your soul will take you on this journey. Uh, did you feel like you were given freedom? Yeah, I felt the road that I travelled with her has helped me to find the freedom of who I really, really am. Because when I look back at old photographs of who I was before, she gave me my true name. I have no affinity with that person anymore. And the journey that I've been on with her for the last few years has been an absolutely amazing, amazing journey. That I have come to know who I really am and to understand my purpose and why I'm here at this moment in time, but has also taught me that I have never been separated from the angel, that this is a natural ability that we all have to communicate with them, that there was a time and a place long ago when we did walk the earth with angels, but it's just that we are so conditioned in our own world to have fear and not be good enough or not be worthy enough, we have lost that connection 
When I started to communicate with her with more, I felt, yes, I have always been here with you. I know this is my soul's last journey. She has explained that to me, that this is my final journey in the physical world. And when my journey is over, I am going home. She always says, you're going home. You're going home. And when I'm never coming back again, because everything I need to do will be over. And I'm looking forward to that. As we all are. Over the period of time, did your trust develop? Do you trust her, what she was telling you? Yes, I trusted her because she never let me down. I purely listened to her guide because I remember when I started to communicate with her, I could never find anybody to help me to understand everything that was happening to me. All I had was my sister because she was very much into spiritual work. She used to do different courses of spirituality and that. When all of this began to unfold for me, she was able to explain a lot of things to me. But Angel Anne, that's the angel that I communicate with, she said to me, sit with me every day and I will teach you everything that I need for you to know as you walk with me. And I was never a person that would meditate. And I remember she taught me to meditate and I found it absolutely beautiful. And I remember the first time when she said to me, I'm going to teach you how to channel so that when you work with people, you'll be able to bring their message to them. And I remember saying to her, how are you going to teach me that? And she actually told me to go and get, you know the Yellow Pages phone book? Yes. She told me to go and get that in my hall and to just open it up. And I, and I just opened it up and on it was a full page on a healing house in Dublin. And she said to me, ring them. They are running a course this weekend on development, on channeling. She said, ring them and you will get a place on it. And I remember I rang the lady and uh, she said, yes, we're running a course two days. She said, you're welcome to come. So I booked myself in on that course. And off I went that weekend and it was, as I said, it was the healing house. When I went in, there was a group of people there and every the, the lady that was running the course asked everybody what, what they were doing in their life. Everybody said they were into Reiki or reflexology, all into different methods of alternative healing. I had never heard any of that before. And I remember when the lady said to me, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm just a housewife. I don't understand all you and of this. And I remember she looked at me and she said to me, I think you're a teacher. But I didn't understand that at the time. And I remember she started to do something about the human aura. And she stood against the white wall and she said, just use your third eye and focus and tell me what you see around the aura. And I remember looking at her aura and I saw Native American Indians dancing all around her. Like as if they were doing initiation with her and I saw two elderly people and a wolf. And I remember when she came back, she, she asked, she was asking everybody and everybody was saying to saw flowers or colors. And I was actually afraid to tell her when she came to me what I saw. But the lovely angel that was guiding me whispered in my ear, tell her what you saw, just trust me, tell her what you saw. And I remember explaining to the lady exactly what I saw. And she said to me, well, I was born and reared in a Native American Indian camp. And uh, she said, my grandparents were Native American Indians. And they were the ones that raised me in my life. And the dog you saw was my wolf that I had all through my life. And from then on, I always trusted Angel Anne. Always. Because I remember she always said to me, if you hold my hand, I will lead you every step of the way. You might let my hand go once or twice because sometimes we think we know it all, but sometimes we don't. 
Once or twice I let her hands go, but I learned lessons, yes I did, and I've never let her hands go. She has never ever let me down. She has guided me every step on the way on my spiritual journey. She has taught me everything that I know today. When I began to first communicate with her, she asked me to keep a journal of everything I would experience with her. And I asked her why, and she said, because one day I will take your story out to the world. It will be many years before I will do that because there's a lot of things I have to work with you. And as I said, she guided me to meditate. She guided me to book, to read, anything that could help me in my development. And then she encouraged me to start my own meditation classes with people, to become that teacher with people. It has been an incredible journey with her over the last maybe 16, 17 years. When I began to communicate with her first, I did feel I was going to write because as a young child in school, one of my dreams was always to be a writer. But I had an English teacher that told me to give up that dream, that I would never achieve it. But Angel Anne knew better. She knew the abilities that I had inside of me, and she knew part of my dream in my life was to become a writer. I used to think maybe I would be a writer of maybe love stories or something like that. I never knew that I would become a writer of Angel, but she knew and she encouraged me. And I remember one time when I was working with her, she made me take a pen and paper and she started to write poetry. She started to channel poetry to me. And she said to me, as you walk with me, you will write a lot of material from me and you will share it in your book and it will go out into the world to help people. But as I said, my trust in her, because when she first came to me, she manifested to me, but now she doesn't have to manifest because my trust in her Absolutely. This angel Anne, is she an archangel or a guardian angel? My God, she's my guardian angel. She tells me she has always been with me. Always been with me. She's been with me from the very first time I came into the world. As a baby, she said, and it is her job to guide me all the way through until my final day in the physical world. I call her my best friend because she's the kind of friend that sometimes if you're feeling negative, or you're feeling a bit down for whatever reason, or feeling a bit lost or something, she always lifts you up. And another reason I love working with her, because when I'm working with people, she comes with the most positive intention towards people. She really inspires people to go on and find their own light the tunnel, to tap into all its potential that she has. She guides people to heal. She explains to them areas of their life that they need to look at. She also tells us it's not easy to heal. Healing is a process. Never to rush anything to take her time, that everything will always get done. Many, many people that I have been working with over the few years love to hear from her because of her wonderful positivity that she comes with. But she's also a very honest angel. Sometimes she says it the way it is. Sometimes she doesn't mince her words. She just says it the way it is so that we get her message but always positive to us. Do we all have angels? Yes, we all have angels. Angels teach us, for every one of us that come into the world, angels are given to us. They are a gift from God. Whether we know it or not, they are there. Angel Anne has always taught me that it is our natural ability to communicate with angels. We don't have to go to special schools to do it. All we have to do is go in here and listen, really, really listen, and make that connection Sometimes we have to get out of our own way. And what she means by that, get out of all of that fear that we have, maybe not feeling worthy, 
you know, why would an angel want to communicate with me? I've never done anything in my life, but why wouldn't an angel want to communicate with you? Because we are children of God. God gives us the gift of an angel to help us all the way through our life. They don't come to live our life for us or to do everything for us, but they help us every step of the way to always find a positive solution to anything that we face in our life. They are absolutely wonderful to have in our life. How can someone figure out what angel they have? Well, meditation. Go in and meditate into the silence. It's very simple, light a candle, say to people, just relax in the chair, do a little bit of breathing first, take your awareness inward, and then just say, welcome, my angel, welcome. And they will come. Some people will see angels, some people will hear angels. Sometimes angels come as color, rays of color. Sometimes they come as little sparkling light. Sometimes people will feel very emotional when angels come through us because angels come from the deepest part of us to connect with us. Sometimes people feel very cold or feel very warm or feel somebody tingling their face. You know, so as I said, some people will see them, they will manifest to us. Angels will always come to us the best way that they feel is right for us. They never come to make us frightened of them. They always want us to be relaxed when they come. It's a very, very simple method. That's all we have to do. And once you welcome your angel in, that's the start of your journey with them. The inner voice we hear, is that the angel communicating with us? Yeah, yeah. Angel Anne will speak to me through my right ear all the time. It's not my own voice, okay? It's a different voice altogether. Some people hear them as a voice inward. I will hear Angel Anne outside of myself, not inside of myself. And then I, I, I would see angels all the time as well. Do you think that's why they're saying I'm talking to myself? I think, yeah, I think that's talking to the angels, okay? I think we just have that stigma when people are talking, you know, they say, oh, God, they're talking to yourself. You know, lots of people just talk, you talk to your angels, talk to your spirit guides, whoever's there. And doing this over a while, what have you kind of, uh, what's popped in your mind of working with Anne, the angel? Well, one of the things Angel Anne that really has inspired, taught me, is to love ourselves. Is to really, really love who we are and what we are. And that the more that we love ourselves, the more that we inspire ourselves to grow. She has taught me to have compassion for everybody I meet in my life. She has taught me to have forgiveness. No matter what people do to you in life, it doesn't mean that you accept it or, you know, you say it's okay. She, she has taught me, I would say, to really, really look at life and that life is amazing. Because I remember when I healed with her, before I got sick, as I said, one of the things I, looked, I used to love to do was power walking. And I remember when I healed for her, I went back power walking and I, was up, I went to the Phoenix Park to do my power walking. Now, I had walked in the Phoenix Park many times and the Phoenix Park hadn't changed. But this particular first day when I went back in, I felt as I was walking that the earth had a heart and that everything was alive. Everything was connected. It was a wonderful oneness with everything. And she has taught me all of that that life is absolutely beautiful. And to be grateful for everything that we have in our life, even the ups and the downs things. She has made me thankful for my life and all of the things I've experienced. She's taught me about nature, about everything, and it's absolutely beautiful. I would never want to go back before I met her. She taught me how to hug trees. You know, I used to see people hugging trees many years ago, and I used to see crazy people hugging a tree. 
but she taught me how to hug trees, that everything had energy. And I remember the first time I hugged the tree, the most amazing energy went through me. That all of, she taught me that all of life is sacred and to appreciate all of life. She has opened my world to so many possibilities that to me, I always say to people, she is the miracle in my life. And that's what they do. They bring miracles into our life, showing us who we are and what we are and that we are worthy of so much. When you say the miracle, what's your opinion about that? I suppose the miracle is to me, you know, and I'm not talking about to me, me going to Lourdes for a miracle, okay? To me, the miracles in my life are to be healthy, to appreciate all my family, my children, my friends, to do the work that I do, to go out and do that work, the book that I have written. I know you said I've written two books, but we've, all, we've just read wrote a third book, Angel Whisper, Inside and Listening. To me, they have all been the miracles in my life because she has helped me to step out of my comfort box. She challenged me. She pushed the boundaries with me to really take me to a wonderful place in my life today. They are the miracles in our life today. And all the people that I've met over the years, the people that have come back and said they read the book or all the readings and the workshops, that the inspiration they've got from angels to change aspects of their own life, to go out and honor their gift, to me, they are all the merits that I'm talking about. Do you kind of wish that she was here in the physical flesh? Yeah, sometimes I wish that she'd sit in the kitchen with me in the morning when I was having my breakfast so we could have a little chitty chatty. But then she doesn't have the money. She doesn't have to, okay? Because what I said, once you trust them that you did but I suppose many, she is here with me every single day, whether she's in a physical sense or she's just in that, in that energy. Okay, I talk to her every day. When I get up in the morning, the first thing I say to her is good morning. I say good night to her. I talk to her every single day. I thank her at, at the end of the day for everything that I experience in the day. Like me and you, Channing, I would sit and have a chat with her on that. You know, because to me, talking to them is bridging the gap between heaven and earth. But they're showing us, you know, it's not just a meditation. Yes, it's a meditation and contemplation and prayer that we build our relationship with them. But we can sit every day and talk to them. And they love us to talk to them. And even though, as you said a while ago, people might think, are we talking to ourselves or crazy? But if you know in your heart here that you're talking to your guardian angel, well, then that's all that matters at the end of the day. When someone comes to you as a client, what's your method of giving the message from and uh, well, the other angels to you? Well, as I would say to people, I'm only the messenger. When somebody comes, before anybody comes, I always need the name. I never want to know anything about anybody before they come for a reading. So before that person comes to me, I will go in for about three quarters of an hour and do my own separation. And what I mean by that is, I will go in and ground myself. I will open all my chakras. I will do a meditation to link with my angel and to blend our energies together because I am only the instrument for her, okay? She is the real voice that comes through me. So when someone comes in for a reading, I explain to them what can happen in a reading before I do it. I say to people, just close their eyes for a minute or two to allow the energy of the angels to build up for us. And then I will say to angel and that I work with, this is the person, this is the name of the person that we have for a reading. And she will start to talk. She will just use my voice to will come. Because the reading is never for me. I never have to understand what she's saying. 
the message is purely for the person sitting in front of me. But the person in front of me will always understand the message that she's giving to them. You know, and I always say to people, if you're coming for a reading, sometimes don't come with an agenda. Sometimes people come with an agenda. They want to hear what they want to hear. But sometimes they say, no, open your mind and allow the angels to come with the message for you because they know what is right for you at this moment in time. And I always say to people, you know, you have angels will always teach us that we have free will. We can take the message and work with it, or we can push the message aside. It is entirely up to us. But I am always trying to teach people, take their message, because they are doing everything they can to help us every step of the way in our life. And sometimes they're applying from, sometimes they might have loved ones that are past, maybe mom or dad or other souls. And sometimes the angels might bring them in. It all depends on what the angel has to say to you. Sometimes she might talk entirely to you for a full hour, explaining to you about your life. Sometimes they go back to the past because angels teach us that they believe the past can still interfere in our life today, which is very true. And sometimes they say, you know, there's areas of your past that you might need to heal today because sometimes the past can block our life from going forward. Sometimes they guide us to other counselors to help us depending on what's going on there. But their message is always positive to us. And a lot of people that I've worked with always go away feeling very inspired, very positive, always feeling, yes, that they have goals now to work with, to help them when you're preparing for a client and you're letting Anne use your body as an instrument what goes through your head? Nothing I'm just in that place in that moment in that space and when, when I'm blending with her I can feel her energy blending with me it's a very subtle energy it's a very relaxed energy I thought my, my mind is just exactly in that moment with me I'm totally focused on, on what the message she has to give to the class. And and after the session's over, how do you come back to Francesca instead of channeling Anne? Well, what I do is, as I said to you, before I go to work with her, I will always open my chakra system. I will open them because I call them the, the, the bridges between heaven and earth. I always say, because people often say to me, when you open your chakra, what do you do? Sometimes when I open my chakra, I create a bridge, okay? An angel Anne comes to meet me in the middle of the bridge. She comes in the middle, the two of us come together. We blend our energy together. So when I'm finished at the end of the day, I will go in and close down my chakra. And the reason why I do that, because then I'm not holding onto anybody's negative energy or I'm not going away with people's stuff within my physical body. I just close them down and I'm back centered, back into the physical world. Because Angel Anne has always taught me, even though I, w- I will go to work for her, that when I finish at the end of the day working with her, it's important that I close down. Because your own life is important as well, your life with your, with your family, doing all the things that you love to do. Not living with the, with the angels 24-7, okay? And forgetting about any everything else. I purely close down, come back into my own physical world, Angel Anne is always still there with me. If I need her for anything, she is there with me. That's all I do to close down, and I'm back in my own world. It has become so natural for me today that I'm just closed down back in 
finished. Has Anne uh, ever explained to you the difference between the angel that she is and the archangels and other higher angels? Well, you know, one thing, you know, people often ask me that question. To me, all the angels are the same. They all come to work for us. They all come with that light, that vibration, helping us in different areas of our life. You know, that, that I know we all love the archangels, Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel, and people love them. But to me, they all emanate from the source of life, which is God. So they're all there. To me, they're all under one vibration working with us every step of the way. Wow. What we see in the, the world today, are the angels ever annoyed or frustrated of what's happening? I remember one time, remember when the recession started in Ireland? Mm -hmm. Okay. And everything was going on around the world. I remember saying to her, what's happening? And she's actually said that the world was going into a great healing. And what was going to happen, that all institutions were going to break down to make way for all of this healing to happen in the world okay when we hear about all the atrocities that happens in the world you know people often say you know where's god when all of this is happening which he will say god has nothing to do with it you know it's people it's power it's greed that causes all the atrocities in the world but you know she's often explained you know sometimes you might watch on the news and you might see people who do suicide bombing mm -hmm. she always said she just teaches don't condemn them even though that's hard sometimes, send love to them. Send love to the people who brainwashed them, all the people who start wars and strife. Send love all all the time. Because the more that we send love out there into the world, the more a great healing will take place. But she said the world is in a lovely healing place, even though it might seem it's very turbulent at the moment, but she said sometimes it has to go through a lot of turbulence while all institutions break down to make way for the healing in the world. Tell us about how you got to write the books that we, we get to read today. As I said, I remember when she first asked me to keep a journal of everything I would experience for her, and I did, and uh, I kept loads of journals journals with her. And I remember one time when I lived in Blanchettown in Dublin, um, a journalist came to see me because he had heard that I was communicating with angels and he was sent down to do a story on her. And when he came in, actually he was sent, actually maybe us apart to make us look like that, you know, we were con artists or whatever he was sent to do. But little did he know that Angel Anne had a different story for him. He came in to do a story. He left four hours later. Angel Anne relieved very personal messages to him that there's no way I could have known. And when he left my house that day, she said to me, see that man? She said, one day I will guide that man back into your life and he will help you to take your first book out into the world. She said it will be a long time before that will happen. And he was kept in my life. Now and again, we would drift in and out each other's life and he would write little articles. But I was guided to live in Spain, and I lived in Spain for seven or eight years for Angel Anne, you know, developing with her. And one day, out of the blue, he rang me, and he said to me, I've been given a message from an angel. It's time to write your first book. And I remember thinking to Angel Anne, you know, what am I going to write about? And she said to me, go back and take out all of your journals that you have written with me all of these years. And when I took them all out, the whole story was in the journal. She was telling me my story, from the very first day, but I didn't see the story. And I remember saying to her, why didn't I see the story? And she said, you weren't meant to see the story, but now you're meant to see the story. 
So we wrote our first book, which is called My Whispering Angel, which has been a fantastic success. Then we, I was guided to write the second one, The Voices of Angel, that has been a great success. And now guided to write the third one, Angel Whisper, Inside I Am Listening. And this has all come about with the angels help, helping me to go in there, to listen, to heal my life, to let go of what no longer I need. It's about, you know, writing about my experiences, how I came to work with them, sharing experiences of people's stories that I've come about, how angels have helped them, lovely meditations, wonderful affirmations, because Angel Anne has always taught me about affirmations. She's always given me affirmations through my life, because as I said, she has always taught me that words have power, and that sometimes we have to be aware of what we say and what we think. And about four or three years ago, she guided me to walk um, the Camino, which is something I didn't want to do. Me and my husband walked the Camino, and I found on the Camino, it was a great journey of stripping you back to basics, that made you to really go inside and listen to what was going on, because she's always taught me, you'll never find anything outside yourself. Everything that you want to know about your life is contained within words. And one thing the walk on the Camino taught me was that our spirit is truly magnificent and that if, if we learn to honor our spirit and believe in us, then no matter what you want to do in your life, go and do it. Because I remember before I did the Camino, there was a lot of negative energies around me and my husband probably were saying that maybe we hadn't trained enough or we hadn't done this or we hadn't done that. But our lives, the Camino is a walk, it's not a race. It's a walk to be with yourself, to be with God, to be with angels, to be with whoever you want to be with. And that's why I called my third book, Inside I'm Listening, because it was a journey that took me deep inward. And as it took me deep inward, it has really helped me to find the freedom to be who I am. And that no matter what anybody ever says anymore, if I believe I want to do something and I'm capable of doing it, my spirit will always lead the way. And this wonderful book, even though we're marketing ourselves and we have published ourselves, the feedback that we are getting from it at the moment is absolutely amazing. But this is the angels helping to share their knowledge and their wisdom with us so that we can have the best in life. The title, Angel Whispers, is that what you see yourself as? That's what people call me, the Angel Whisper. So we kept that title. It's easy. It explains everything because that's what I do. I talk to angels all the time. I hear them. I see them. So when somebody said, are you an Angel Whisper? I said, well, then maybe I am. So the title said, with us. I think it's a lovely title because as I said, it's exactly what I do. I hear the angels all the time. And during the day, is there a, a part the angels don't stop communicating to you? Well, yeah. well, probably when I'm reading the book or watching the television, when I'm watching my soaps on the Teddy Coronation Street, <laughs> there would be a time to probably just sit back in the background, you know. But sometimes I just sit and have a conversation with her. Sometimes I might sit out in the garden with her and I, you know, just talk to her in general or anything. Or sometimes if I'm putting a workshop together, and I'm looking for creative inspiration or from her, I would sit with her and I'd say to her, have you any ideas on what way or what I should name the workshop or what we should be doing in the workshop? And sometimes she'd give me a list of things that she feels would benefit the people coming to the workshop. So she gives me great inspiration. She really, really does. 
It sounds like she does. And if you could pick someone to ins that inspires you, would that be the person? That would be her. That would be her. You know, I've never really looked at anybody in the world that would inspire me. You know, I've never looked at that. I never thought about it. But for, for Angel Anne, to me, she is the person that's inspiring me in my life. She's the person that has given me all the wonderful belief in myself. You know, as I said, pushed my boundaries, made me honor who I am as well, not to be afraid to do things, as well, not be afraid to speak up yourself, not to be afraid to speak your truth, and to be really, really proud of who I am. And that is the person who inspires me. Because I always say to people, she's the wonderful friend that comes with the most positive intention towards you. Sometimes I just say to people, angels kick their butts. Airbus sometimes to say, you know what, just go and do it. I remember one time I had a lady coming to me for a long, long time, you know, to hear from the angel. Mm -hmm. And this lady had a, a great ability to write. And the last time she came to see me, I said to her, I think Angel Anne is going to kick your boss. She said, what do you mean? And Angel Anne said to her, just go do what you want to do. And that lady had just written seven books. Uh, absolutely. And she kept coming and coming. She wasn't listening until the last time Angel Anne said to her, you just need a big kick in the butt and I'm going to give it to you today. So she gave it to her. But the most positive kick in the butt that has made that lady to go on and really, really follow her heart's desire and having a wonderful time at the moment in her life. But sometimes we need that. We do indeed. If Anne was here in the physical world, what do you think she'd look like? Somebody has asked me that. I would describe Angel Anne has lovely long blonde hair. She's lovely tall and sleek. Like she's got a wonderful complexion. She's got the most beautiful blue eyes that are there with her. I always, when I look at her, I'd always say to her, you'd make a lovely model. I could be her agent. <laughs> she laughs at me when I say that. I said, oh, yeah, I could be your agent and look after you. Lovely. But she just glows all of the time. And looking back at what has happened from now to then, do you feel fortunate to have Anne in your life? Yes, very fortunate to have Anne in my life. As I said to you, I, she is the miracle in my life. I mean, she has given me a glimpse of heaven. She has shown me that, you know, life is a continuous journey. She has shown me that we all meet up again with loved ones, you know, when we cross over. She has shown me that heaven is an absolutely beautiful place. She has taught me not to fear death or anything. You know, that death is a celebration of life. And she has showed me, you know, anybody that has lost babies, you know, that all babies go home to God. And that we're all going home to God. We're going back to the place where we came from to be reunited with everybody. And our life goes on. If there was uh, one piece of thing you've learned in, in your life, stories, experiences, that you could share to someone that would make them excited, what would it be? One of the things that I would say is to share what you have with people, but also to have love and compassion for everybody that you meet in your life. And I think that's lovely. You know, well, what else could I say about it, you know? And, and not to judge people not to judge people. Well, she always taught me that we're all quick to judge people. Never judge people because she's always taught me when you're judging something, somebody, you're judging an aspect of yourself. And I've learned that's very, very true. Yes, I will go back and say compassion, forgiveness, understanding, 
loving people, accepting people for who they are and what they are. All of that she had taught me. And I would say to people, you know, we live in a world today where there's a lot of not nice things going on. There's a lot of racism in the world. And all today, and she will always say, love everybody, because everybody is brothers and sisters, no matter what color, who we come from, what religion we have. She's always taught me to have respect for other people's religion, whether we understand it or not. It's to have human understanding and compassion for everybody and love for everybody we need to life. As she always said, we are not here to change people's minds. I'm not here to tell people to believe in angels. I can only talk from my own experience and how it has changed my life. But I've also listened to other people's experience, how it has changed their life. And I think the central theme running through everybody that I'm listening to is to always have love, compassion, forgiveness, and not judging. And to live your life. And if you can help somebody, don't be afraid to help them. Are angels everywhere? Angels are everywhere, everywhere in everything. Angels are in everything, right? Because we're all one. We're all connected. There's no separation. Angels are everywhere. I, I wonder, would I have a, a message for us uh, to, to share with us or not? It's it's up to her. Well, the, the message she will send us is love. That's what she's saying to you. The message is love. Right? Love heals everything. It's not easy. You know, one thing, you know, Angel Anne taught me many years ago when I first started to communicate with her, she taught me how to love myself. And it's an exercise I do with today with people. Sometimes when I'm running workshops, I bring little mirrors with me. And everybody wants to run out the door when I hand them a mirror. Okay? okay? And what we're getting to do is stand in front of the mirror and say, I love me. Because I remember years ago when Angel Anne taught me that exercise, I remember thinking to myself, is she a crazy angel? You know, to stand in front of the mirror and love yourself. Because when you stand in front of the mirror, Sometimes we see the negative aspects of ourselves. We never see the positive aspects of ourselves. And I remember the first time I stood in front of the mirror, and I remember looking in the mirror and I said to myself, God, Francesca, you could do a missile truck or you could do a go to weight posture. That was what I saw when I looked in the mirror. And she said to me, that's not where I want you to see. I want you to see what's in here. Because when you start to love yourself, she said, and love who you are and what you are and accept yourself, she said, it will go, it will radiate in here more and more. And the more it radiates in there, it will start to radiate into other areas of your life. That you will really, really begin to love all of your life. Even the ups and the downs, and the times when you feel despair, you will love all that. But by loving yourself will empower you. And it will empower you to step out and follow your heart desire. And I've been doing that every day for the last couple of years ever since. And I absolutely love doing that because it really empowers us. And as I said, I bring mirrors into my workshop. And when I tell people what we're going to do, they all want to run out the door. Because a lot of people find it very difficult to do. Why it's so difficult? I really, really don't know. But maybe going back in our own life, you know, there were times maybe, I don't know about yourself, but Myself, when I was growing up, if you looked in the mirror, sometimes you were told, oh, you're looking in the mirror, you're very vain. So it's actually a negative thing to look in the mirror. But now she has taught me, no, it isn't. So I get people to hold mirrors up, stand in front of the mirror and say, I love me, I'm fantastic, I'm wonderful, I'm great. And people have gone on to continue to do it and have come back and told me 
Ella has empowered them. We have made a whole difference to their confidence, their self-esteem, everything. And to me, that's her message. It's about loving us, loving everybody around us, loving the world, and sending that love into the world. And remember, today we have, you know, so much mental health problems as well out there. And you know, somebody asked me the other day, would she have a message for there? And her message would be. The people don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to reach out. You know, don't feel because there's a lot of stigma today around mental health issues. To say, you know, let the stigma go. Reach out if you've got a friend or a relative or a teacher. There's, there's groups there that can help them. But also to love yourself as well. And even if you have got a mental health issue, say it's okay to have that. But I can get help with it. Why is love so important? I don't know why that was so important. Somebody just said it to her the other day, and you know, she always said that sometimes we're afraid to talk. You know, that sometimes we feel ashamed if we have problems in our life or we have issues in our life. Sometimes we can be very private. You know, we don't want people knowing about it, and sometimes we can have a lot of problems and we're struggling to try and find our own way out of them. But we actually sometimes can find our own way out of them. So sometimes we need to reach out and ask for help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Like I've met many people in the years that I've been doing this work with her that would have really, really past issues that would be really affecting their life today. But they're always afraid to tell people that they're going through terrible turmoil in their life. They're afraid that they're a failure. They're afraid that they're letting people down. They're afraid that people will judge them. And she always says, no, reach out. Because part of the angel's job when they come to the physical world to be with us is to help us to heal our life, to find that joyful, that joyful road again. That is part of their job. They don't ignore anything that is going on. They're reaching out with their knowledge and wisdom to say, yes, go look for the help. We are here with you every single step of the way. Whether you know it or not, we are here. But we will walk with you as you get this help. Francesca, where can we uh, find you and get in touch with you? Well, I'm living in a place called Calam, just outside Enniscorty. We're also on Facebook, and we're, we also have the website irishministryofangels.com. Our email address is francesca.brown1gmail.com. And our phone number is 87 273 5682 and that's where we can be contacted with. We do an awful lot of travelling, you know, around the world and all around Ireland. We are going to Angel World in Sligo in October and we're in Angel Time in Limerick in the beginning of September. Fantastic, Francesca. I want to say it's been a pleasure chatting with you and thank you very much for your time. Okay, thank you. Excellent. Okay then, thank you for doing that. You're very good. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansit.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansit Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.